everyone. Welcome to our Drink a Book podcast, where we drink wine and talk about books. This is Lauren. Lynn. I'm Lee. It's Marie. And this is Joe. Um, so this is like our Christmas meeting. So some of us have like Christmas themed clothing on. Uh, my socks in particular have cats with antlers on them. They're very festive. Um, and we also did a book themed like white elephant gift exchange. Um, and I got socks that say uh, fuck off I'm reading and they also have a cat and um, a book called That's What She Said. And it's like inspirational quotes and illustrations um, from like pop pop culture women, I would say maybe like um, famous women in history. I got from Joe. I got this really cute book decor. It's like these two books, and on the outside it says Winter Wonderland, and it has twine and like a Christmassy berry um, greenery so on it. Cute, yeah, super, it's super cute. cute, and it fits in perfectly with Lee's. Christmas decor baby at your yeah. house. I got Lauren's gift. Um, I got socks that say, if you can read this, bring me my book, <laughs> which I'm super excited about. And she had these really adorable bookmarks that are like that brand. You can get them at like World Market and places like that that mm-hmm. have those like post-it notes where they have different... Um, like check marks and lists and stuff that you can write on them and they have funny sayings and stuff. So the bookmarks, what do they say? They say, yes, I'm actually reading this. And then there's a spot to put them in your book and it's paper so you can write on it. The title, the author, notes to discuss, which are really cool. And then of course, my favorite, I got some chocolate <laughs> and hot chocolate. Okay, I got Marie's gift, and I got a cozy blanket and a mug with some hot chocolate, um, some magnetic cat bookmarks, which are super cute, um, but I like anything cat-related anyway. Um, I got a cute coaster and a bunch of chocolate as well, which I can't wait to eat. (laughs) I got Lynn's gift, and I got the book The Girl with All the Gifts, as well as a candle And do you want to share a little bit about the candle? Yeah. So we all, I don't remember if we talked about this on the first podcast episode, but we all are pretty much obsessed with My Favorite Murder. We read their book for one of our previous um, book club picks. And so I was looking up Murderino gifts. I knew I wanted to do something related to My Favorite Murder. And I found this candle on Etsy. Um... Shout out to Moth Moon Apothecary US if you want to go to her Etsy shop. She's from Boise, Idaho and has a bunch of different candles and all kinds of different stuff. But this one candle is called the the Murderino Candle. And all the ingredients she put in it are specifically based on like different parts of the My Favorite Murder show. So like, for example... She has citrine in the candle for confidence and to repel negativity, 
aka fuck politeness, which is like something that's on the podcast a lot. So I just thought it was really cool, and I knew that any one of you would like it. Yeah. Well, I'm going to love it. Thanks. (laughs) So we do like one of those left and right stories where we all just sit in a circle and then pass the gifts around, and then whoever ends up with whichever gift is what we get, and we just take turns opening them. This is our third Christmas. Yeah. Which is so cool. Mm -hmm. So. It's fun. It's one yeah. of my favorite book club get-togethers. Me too. Yeah. And I think one thing that Lynn, she had a really good idea this year of looking up a YouTube video that does it for <laughs> us. <laughs> I remember last Christmas, I had the phone and I had to pass the gift as I was holding the phone, which caused and a little bit of a challenge. reading it at the same yes. time. <laughs> so I was going very slow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, shout out to Steve on YouTube for <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> For yes. recording um, a nice, slowly, evenly paced read of the um, like the game text. The night before yeah, Christmas. the night before Christmas for us to cast, too. He did a very good job. Oh. We even left him a positive comment and gave him a like. <laughs> and one of my cats had a great time with the oh, gift exchange, totally. too. He was all over the gift bags. He's currently sleeping in a gift bag. So. <laughs> Super cute. So, should we talk about the book? Yeah. Yes. For this month, we were reading a winter-slash-Christmas-themed book. That was Lauren's pick for the genre from last time. And our book was An Unwanted Guest by Sherry Lapina, or Lapena, I'm not sure how you say it. That was Lee's pick that got chosen. Yeah, I wanted to read this book because I have read a couple of her other books. Um, I think The Couple Next Door and A Stranger in the House are by her, too. And I liked those. And I thought this would be perfect for the winter theme because the setting is, like, during a snowstorm in this, like, cozy cabin. Um, So I was excited to read it for our winter theme. I know this is maybe going ahead a little bit, but every time I sat down to read it, I kept picturing that as soon as I looked out the window, it was going to be, like, really snowy. And then it wasn't, I was really disappointed about But, yeah, I really liked the the whole setting. I'm going to read what the description is on the back of the book, um, just to give everyone a little idea of what the book is about. So, again, an unwanted guest. It's winter in the Catskills, and Mitchell's Inn is the perfect setting for a relaxing, maybe even romantic, weekend away. It boasts spacious old rooms with huge wood-burning fireplaces and a well-stocked wine cellar, and is ideal for just curling up with a good murder mystery. So when a blizzard cuts off the electricity and all contact with the outside world, the guests settle in and try to make the best of it. Soon, though, one of the guests turns up dead. It looks like an accident. But when a second guest dies, the others start to panic. With the snowed-in paradise, something or someone is picking off the guests one by one, and there's nothing they can do but hunker down and hope they can survive the storm and one another. I was super hooked by the summary. I know, the summary is really good. So all of them, we were all pretty hungry. Yeah. yeah. Really exciting. Definitely, definitely. Um, Okay, and just a little warning. Um... From this point on, spoiler alert, we're going to start talking about what actually happened. So if you haven't read the book and don't want to find out any of the plot points, stop now. So as you guys know, we do rely heavily on our Goodreads and the ratings. So the ratings for an unwanted guest 
is 3.75 stars. And we're going to look into some of the good reviews as well as some of the negative reviews. So I have a five-star review here from Mandy. She says, Creepy and addictive. I absolutely loved this book. A classic style whodunit with an Agatha Christie vibe that kept me guessing till the end. I have read other books by Sherry LaPena, but this is definitely my favorite and is one of the best books I have read this year. And she goes on to talk about like a summary of the book, which I'm going to skip through since we already kind of hit that. But she says, this book will have you pointing the finger at all the characters. You will not know who to believe and the plot only thickens as the story moves along. A fantastic read. Highly recommended. Okay, so I'm going to read one of the one-star reviews. Um, this is from Elaine. She's a little salty about it. She said, <laughs> I'm not going to read all of it because it's a little long, but she said, um, I wanted to see another author fail outlandishly at trying to outdo the great oh, Agatha Christie. Oh, so nice. she's coming in a little hot. She's not exactly <laughs> trying to give this like a fair no. chance. What's annoying is how one woman, Gwen, has a one-night stand with the attorney, David, and can't stop thinking about him. Even as people are dropping dead around them, all she does is think about the time she spent with him. Good lord, can I ever read a novel in which a woman is not always pining for a man? Is that even possible? I don't think it's that hard to do. I just wanted to finish reading this, so. I mean, I just want to say, though, like, kind of get her point, but there were a lot of female characters, and they weren't all pining after a man. Yeah, correct, yeah. So I even brought that up in the last book I read, and I didn't really even consider that with this book. Like, that didn't bother me, really. I didn't feel yeah. like well, I like, spent a ton of time on that. I feel like at the beginning of their little hookup thing, they kind of thought it was an accident. I mean, I guess yeah. that's so oh, weird, that's though. So after, like, someone dies and you're trying to, like, hook up with... <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. But I feel like as much as you do take that perspective, you also have to take into consideration that it is a part of life and there is yeah. going to be some romance mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. some books. It's not always a plot that's followed. Yeah. There are times that it's not, but it's still there. Yeah. I was trying to look up, like, anything related to pop culture for this book. I typically do that, and we talk about that a lot with, for example, have our book picks been a celebrity book club book, or has it been made into a show or a movie, or is there any kind of controversy about it? And there wasn't really a ton on this. I don't think it's, like, super popular. Mm-mm. But I kept thinking I was going to find something online that was controversial about how she basically stole <laughs> Agnes <laughs> book yes. and then there were none. Like, it's almost to a T, like, the same exact thing. She just changed the setting and the characters and it's more modern. I actually like it better than I liked and then there were none. But nobody even mentioned this anywhere. I know. Mean, I kind of thought the same thing. Like, I was surprised at how similar it was to yeah. Agatha Christie's book. And so I did some Googling, and I did find one article. It's on foils.co.uk, but it wasn't controversial at all. It was just, like, it's called Sherry LaPena on being inspired by Agatha Christie, and she just talks about how she was inspired by Agatha Christie. <laughs> inspired. That's pretty obvious. 
I mean, there were differences. Yeah, it, but they didn't all like die the same way, yeah, and not everyone was true. dead at and the it was end. Just, like, and one person orchestrating everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I guess clearly like the same. Oh yes. yeah, yeah. No, for sure. And fun fact: we read that book for one of our previous yeah. book clubs mm-hmm. over a year. It's been a while. Was like, that was early on. Yeah, so. yeah. But Almost so I just had it in my head mm-hmm. that it was the same, and so yeah. I thought they were all gonna die. Yeah. So the whole time, oh, sorry, spoiler for. <laughs> <laughs> um, maybe we. I mean, I mean, it's in the title, right? That's the one really love book, right? You're true. Not, we're not sorry. <laughs> you should have read okay. this book. Yeah. But, <laughs> so then I'm getting towards the end. You know, I have like eighty pages left, fifty pages left, and I kept being like. How is Shuri gonna kill off all these characters in fifty pages? So I guess that was a little bit different yeah. in her defense. <laughs> yeah, I did kind of like it better though too. I thought it was a little easier to keep track of all the characters yeah. in this book, but I don't know if that's just because. I, like, took some notes because when I read mm-hmm. and then there were none, I was having trouble keeping track yeah. of everybody. Were there less characters, too, I feel like? Um, yeah, maybe more. Because so. I also felt like it's a lot easier to yeah. remember who everyone was. There might have been similar numbers, but I think when they're in couples, yeah. it's yeah. easier to... Because yeah. I feel like in Then There Were None, there was no one was in a couple. They were all individuals, yeah. right? Yeah. But here... The, um, Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Well, and here, it, I don't know, I, it helped me to know, like, oh, these two are together, yeah, or those true. two are together. Mm-hmm. And you had some thoughts about the Agatha Christie similarities, didn't you, Joe? I, yeah. Well, my very first note I wrote down um, when I was reading was... She's introducing so many characters all at once, it totally makes me think of, and then there were none. I mean, yes. because at that book... When we read that, I had to stop and start writing everyone down. Yeah. And who are they? Because the whole first chapter or two was just yeah. this person and something about them. And then this person and, and this one sounded kind of similar at the beginning. But it was easier to keep track of, for mm-hmm. sure, after we got going. Have you guys ever played Clue? Yeah. Yes. 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 I feel like I need to have, like, a detective pad and, like, <laughs> symbols or notes in your yeah. name. Oh that would have so been amazing to try to figure out like mm-hmm. our ideas on the yeah. killer and stuff. Oh my gosh! Yes. Yes. I guess to guess. <laughs> Oh my gosh, if we read a murder mystery, we should come up with something like that for the next time. Yeah. What could we do? Guest edition. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That'll be our craft. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Craft night. <laughs> And again, since I had it in my head that it was the exact same book, I thought for sure that it was going to be David. Mm-hmm. Oh, Trinity. yeah. Because in the other book, it was like the one that you thought was really, really responsible and helpful. Yeah. 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 Okay. I kept thinking he was going to end up being the one who did it, but then... He ended up being a very likable character. I did like him. Yeah, he was yeah. likable. But I do want to know if he killed his wife. Same. Yeah. Did he actually? I, I don't know. What do you think? I don't think I don't think, think so. Does. I don't think so, but it's awfully but suspicious. <laughs> I know. And he, like, works with murderers for a living he and knows, knows how, how to cover to it, up. it Yeah, that's true. But I want to believe it wasn't him. So. Mm-hmm. But I did wonder, because at the beginning, they just 
referenced how his wife had died, and then they didn't go into more detail, and I was like, hmm, like, what's the story behind that? <laughs> yeah, she did a good job of not giving everything away and making you want to know yeah. everyone's secrets mm-hmm. or details about them as we went to that. Definitely kept me hooked. Yeah, I was definitely, like, it was a page turner. But I do have, I did have, like, some other thoughts and questions about Mm -hmm. the book. Like, I don't know if I'm moving too far ahead, but I'm wondering, was it Bradley or was it Candace who saw and wrote the note? Do you know? know? I thought it was Bradley because it was was at, like, his little, like, the desk. Yeah. Okay. And I thought based on, like, Candace's, when we could hear her thoughts and stuff as she went up to her bedroom or whatever, Mm -hmm. that it seemed like she didn't have any knowledge of that. Yeah. Yeah, Like, I just kept thinking back to, like, when she had Lauren's book. Mm -hmm. Lauren was like, why did you have my book? And I know that that was partially to be the reason of why she ended up killing Candace. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I guess she never said for sure, like, which one of them it was. But then if it was Bradley, why didn't he do anything? That was my, I wrote that. Like, if he could have said it in front of the entire group, hey, this is what I saw, and they would have, it's not like she could have killed everyone right then. Like, they could have done something about it. That was one of my biggest problems with the book was, like, would he have really not said or done anything? Or were we being led to believe because he had this, like, troubled past with the drugs and everything that, like, maybe that was why? Mm-hmm. Well, maybe he didn't know. say anything. Maybe he thought he could, like, blackmail her because didn't he want to uh, get out of town? Uh, uh, he wanted to leave the inn. And he did seem kind of, like, nervous and stuff throughout the whole thing, like, jumpy. Yeah, and you could, could tell something was going yeah. on with him. Yeah, but that's for true. For a while, I thought it was him. That was yeah. Him, yeah. Maybe we were supposed to think Right. That. Mm-hmm. I feel like I need to read the whole thing again just to, like, get, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, what did I miss that yeah. I didn't know at the mm-hmm. time to be paying attention to? Although, speaking of that, I saw someone left a comment that they thought it was Ian or Lauren because they gave so little background about mm-hmm. them and they told everyone else's background. And I hadn't mm-hmm. even picked up on that, though. Mm-hmm. I was I suspicious of Lauren. I noticed that for Ian. Well, I had made a note at one point that, like, I don't think it's Ian because mm-hmm. we don't have any, hardly any information yeah. about him, and then I felt like that would almost be, like, cheating would be, like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah that's true. There were literally no clues. Mm-hmm. And they kept saying Lauren was, like, observing Yeah. Anyone. Yeah. I don't know. She was shicey. I, yeah. But, like, everybody was. Yeah. I didn't really know it was her. I didn't know who I thought it was, though. I had, like, half mm-hmm. of them were yeah. my suspects. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't start suspecting her until, like, closer to the end. Yeah. I did notice, like, some of the questions she was asking was like, she wanted to know who David thought the killer was, mm-hmm. but it, it was worded in a way that like, she wasn't like, I wonder who the killer was. It was like, exactly. who does David think it was? Mm-hmm. I knew, I wrote down on page 218. That was when I, I knew it was her. Because she said like, I wonder what's going to happen next or something like that. That's- where like, I had already eliminated some of the other characters because they were saying things like, who, I really want to know who did it. And then she said, like, I wonder what's going to happen next or whatever. Yeah. So that told me, that like, I think it's her. She said, I would like to know who did Oh, yeah. Those are oh, back-to-back yeah. sentences. Yes. Yeah. That's when so I, I was knew like, it was it's her. Lauren. That's so funny. I did not guess it was really? her on that page. Because oh. when she said, I wonder, she doesn't know what's going to happen next, I still thought, like, is someone else going to die? Or, like, I, I think she yeah. thought, 
I took it as her thinking like something else bad was going to happen mm-hmm. because before she said, how long will it be till the police come? So like maybe someone else will die before the yeah. police come. Like I, it took me an embarrassingly long time to realize it was her. <laughs> I think I was suspicious of her when she, when they found that she had like sleeping pills. Mm-hmm. But then when we went back to that morning, she was up early and I was like, girl, oh, why are you up at 6am yeah, if that. you took two Ambien? Get oh out of here. Oh my gosh. That's true. I was true. like, no, I didn't think of that. Filthy liar. Oh my gosh. You are I mean, so I didn't smart. think it was, I didn't know it was her, but yeah, I was just right. like, that's something shady. That's a little suspicious. And I didn't pick up on this at the time, but then I realized later it should have been a clue, I guess, maybe, that she, like, was touching the bodies. Oh, yeah. Oh, so, yeah. Right. I was like, are you a nurse? Why are you yeah. keep checking for their pulse? And then later, David had said how it was a good strategy. Yeah. Because then so there would be a reason why right. you touched them. Right. But, but at I didn't the time, notice that in the moment. I thought that made her not a suspect because she yeah. seemed like a caring gesture. Right. Because oh, she's manipulative. Yeah. Yes. Right. But I didn't okay. suspect that Henry's wife, like, I had no idea. Oh, Beverly. Oh, that she, was crazy. Oh, yeah. I yeah. Killed him. It's about Beverly. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> well, Henry oh, was the two of them. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my, oh, my gosh. God. I was like, good job for Oh, yeah. <laughs> because he was going to kill you. Yeah. Yeah. He was almost going to. Yeah. So oh. I think she got to it first, but that was brilliant. Was I know. That was serious. so smart. Now she tracked Lauren. Yeah. I don't know it was her. I did like how throughout Beverly and Henry's story, Beverly was talk- or thinking about like almost gender bias and stuff yeah, like that in their too. relationship. I like mm-hmm. how that was kind of emphasized in their story, but she it was also like problematic in some ways. Yeah. I was like, no, girl. <laughs> she killed Henry. Looking at my notes, like, I just take notes throughout my reading on my notes app. And, you know, I have, like, little details here and there about every, all the characters. And I write page numbers. And I have one, two, three separate times. 119, my note was, I hate Henry. Mm-hmm. 986, <laughs> my note was, I hate Henry. 207, I hate Henry. I just kept saying it over and over because... Every time he did something, I was like, this guy sucks. Yeah, he's horrible. I have another similarity to a different book we read. Um, When Gwen, when we found out Gwen's secret, it was kind of like 13 Reasons Why. You know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It definitely mirrored. because, I mean, the whole scene is almost mm-hmm. exactly the same sort of thing and with terrible repercussions and mm-hmm. people committing suicide and, and all sorts of things. So, um, yeah. I really empathized with her character. If, mm-hmm. if listeners aren't familiar with what we're talking about, when she, are you, wait, do I know what you're talking about? When yeah. she's in the room yeah. and yeah, yeah. somebody else is being raped. Yes. Right? Yeah. Okay. Spoiler alert for the yeah. reasons. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Another spoiler. Yeah. I just like really empathize with that because I feel like given our culture in our current society, like that could easily happen to me. Mm-hmm. You know, like you're scared into not saying anything or doing anything because I don't know, it's definitely like conflicting and I understand why she feels guilty about it, but I also feel like I totally understand too, mm-hmm. in a way, you know? Yeah. Oh, for sure. Conflicted 
about yeah. it. Yeah. Because I would like to think that I would do something in that situation, mm-hmm. but yeah, you don't know. Like, what if you're scared for your own safety, especially mm-hmm. if you're really young? Yeah. Isn't she still? How old was she supposed to be when that really? happened? Like in college. college maybe? And she should have been scared point. for her safety because there were three guys. Yeah, and... yeah especially in that case. I feel like yeah. in 13 Reasons Why, yeah. this wasn't only one guy. Yes. Yeah. But there was and one guard in the door, too. Two. One or two. So, oh, one of the guys that like, he let left. the other guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I... But I thought that was an interesting... Well, the whole time I was trying to figure out what her secret was going to be because yeah. yeah. I kept alluding to it. But then um, I was like, oh, my gosh, that's terrible. Ugh. Her friend was kind of mean. Yeah. Like, I couldn't get a handle like, on like, what her character yeah. was supposed to be. She was like concerned for her, but then she was like, yeah. I'm jealous. I don't get like yeah. admiration anymore. Yeah. Like, I thought that it was supposed to be that she had PTSD. And yeah. It was right. Really obvious. But then there were these other things thrown in that I'm just like, and then Gwen, like I was saying, I really liked her character. Mm-hmm. But then also, like, with Wiley, I felt like. Your friend just died. Shouldn't you have a little bit more, yeah. like, sadness? I just mm-hmm. feel like yeah. it didn't really allude to her at all being, like, grieving her dead friend very much. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That, to me, was weird, too. Yeah. Their whole that dynamic was... Like, they both cared about each other, but they are also, like, yeah. grading on each yeah. other, kind of. Like. Mm-hmm. I also thought it was odd that she didn't seem to know that Riley had PTSD. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like, she didn't know why she was acting different, but she knew she'd been, like, in Afghanistan and seeing terrible things. Mm-hmm. And, like, I don't know, maybe it's just different people don't know that, but I would have jumped straight to that. Yeah. I mean, when they first were telling us about Riley, I was like, yeah, I, oh, yeah, okay, yeah. PTSD, <laughs> yeah, right. very clear. Yeah. I mean, they did point out how she didn't know she'd been taken hostage, but, mm-hmm. like, even if you weren't taken hostage, right. even you could easily right. come yeah. back with PTSD. Right. Yes. Did you ever think, like, that you knew who the killer was before we found out, aside from thinking it was Lauren? No. Uh, no. <laughs> no. Did. did you? For a while, I thought maybe it was James, like, the owner. Mm-hmm. The dad. Because then he was, he was like, that so was before, Yeah. But then I knew there was stuff going on with Bradley, and then I thought maybe, like, they, those two had right. were in on something. Mm-hmm. I definitely suspected Bradley. And David, too, too, I guess I yeah. said. Yeah. I was thinking that James, he wouldn't want, like, the bad publicity if he runs the oh, hotel. Yeah. That's true. I don't know. I never suspected him. I only really suspected Bradley. But I definitely didn't think I knew who it was until page 218. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Lauren. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, okay, sorry. No, I was just, I was kind of running through each character. Like, could it have been her? I was trying to think of where were they and what did they say? And even the people we were led to believe weren't the killer. Like, could they have tricked us somehow with their, what happened? But I don't know. I mean... Some of them, I think it was obvious they didn't do it, but I thought it might end up being a trick ending mm-hmm. or something. I don't know. Yeah. I was suspicious of pretty much everyone at different times. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, two thoughts. Leading off of that, I noticed in the book a lot, she kept referring to, like, the location of things and, like, the stairs were here and they were next to, like, the lobby and then their room was here. But I felt like none of that actually really, like, mattered. Yeah. yeah. They should, then she was just like, oh, Lauren went there and did this. Then she went back. Like, I felt like I couldn't myself, like, have thought of what she did because it didn't really matter. Yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. They were yeah, almost like very details. details. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, I'm going to remember where everything is and I'm going to yeah. know who's <laughs> sitting where and who's going to do what. But the only time it really mattered was, like, 
when I had written down on 131 that I wrote, it had to be James or Bradley or Matthew that killed Candace because everyone else was in the high scar, which turned out to not even be accurate. (laughs) (laughs) But I was like convinced, okay, it has to be one of those three because everyone else was in the ice bar. But, um, so maybe that's why she was doing it to try and get us to like form our own thoughts about it. I was gonna say, speaking of the ice bar, it sounded really cool. It did. It's so cool. I want to go to an ice bar. Oh, I was also going to say, what do you guys think about, like, Lauren's motivations for killing Dana in the first place? I felt like it was kind of weak. Yeah. I was like, you're just going to confront her and then kill her, even yeah. though you haven't seen her in literally forever and nothing bad has come of, like, your secret? I think maybe we were supposed to believe that she's just, like, a psychopath. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I thought she's, that, too. I thought they made it sound like she's killed other people before, other than the guy oh. she pushed off the roof, didn't it? Oh. Because I was initially wondering, well, would Dana have even said anything to everyone? She might not have, because it implicates her a little bit, too. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, Dana's yeah, going to, like, get married. Them to know right. Them yeah. right. But then, like you said, if Lauren's just a psychopath, then it doesn't matter what Dana would have done. She would have just thought, I have to get rid of her. But, yeah, I, I can't remember where... It kind of alluded to maybe she's killed other people. Yeah, I'm trying to find if I wrote something about it, but I, I remember thinking that there was some kind of reference to that, that she might have killed other people before. I'm also forgetting what even provoked her to, to push her down the stairs. What happened when they had that altercation? She confronted her about, like, knowing each other yeah yeah because she made the reference like oh it sounds like somebody fell off the roof oh that's that right okay yeah yeah yeah. okay mm-hmm. the other yeah that's right women. so we were supposed to think that lauren's motivation was just that she didn't want dana to tell people that she was a murderer I yeah so. i think so apparently again if we're supposed to believe that she's like a psychopath or delud- delusional that like she would think that was reason enough to kill her I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know where or why I thought there had been reference to her I killing also feel someone like else. That's I thought there was a point where she was like thinking about how people had never found out about the other things that she had done. So on page 284, um, Lauren is talking about the connection between her and Dana and how she doesn't think anybody's going to find out. And then she said, it says, Lauren's life has been a clean slate. She's never been caught for anything she's done. Mm. I'm thinking that must be what made me think she yeah. had done more other than just pushing the one person off the roof. That makes sense because anything makes it sound like it's more than just yeah. one thing. That's how I interpreted it. The other thing, though, is would the earring being underneath him is that really enough? Like, what if her right. earring just fell off? Is it just yeah. too random that he would happen to land on top of it? Yeah. Probably. Is that happening? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I was like, is that really enough? But I guess maybe it is. I think it would be hard with, there'd have to be other evidence. Yeah. Like, if you were taking this to court or something, it'd be hard to get a conviction just on that. Mm-hmm. But maybe they could find other evidence because she never touched, who did she never touch? Bradley. Bradley. So maybe she was on, her DNA was on him or something anyway, or fingerprints or something. 
I don't know. Is everyone rating? Do you recommend it? Yeah. Yes, I liked it. I think it's four. Same, four. Four? Oh my gosh! We four. don't usually four. all agree. Yeah. And four is really good in our opinion. Like mm-hmm. we, yeah. Good books get fours. <laughs> so that's good. Yeah, I don't think, think we've had any books that were all fours. Maybe we all a agree. couple. Yeah, I don't remember. We all agreed yeah. on um, Stay Sexy, Don't Get Murdered. Yeah. That was we all got a five. Yeah, we gave it all five. I guess I like oh, yeah. We should check the Secret Life of Bees. Oh, yeah. the Secret Life of Bees, yeah. What's the name of our spreadsheet? Oh, yeah, Wonder. What is it? Book Club <laughs> is the title of the spreadsheet. So yeah, we have a spreadsheet where does. we have all the books listed out and whose pick it was and then what we rated it. It looks like we all gave This Is Just My Face a four, potentially, oh, as well. Oh, that, one. that was a good one. By Gabby Sidibe. It's yeah. cool that we read so much that we're, like, forgetting about I ones know. that we read now. Oh, Lilac Girls. Oh, we yeah. have <laughs> five, four, five, four, five. Hmm. We all gave it either a four or a five. Wow. I forgot five was oh, a rating. <laughs> Wonders the all fives were fours, too. The bells too. We all gave it a four. And Americana, it looks like. Did we all give it a four? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lauren didn't finish that one, but the rest of us gave it a four. Hmm. There's a lot the more than I realized. Yeah, we all gave the power a four too. Oh, oh wow. So I guess there's. I was thinking like. <laughs> or how about where the crowd dancing? A ton of them. I love that one. Okay, We've read a lot of good books. Yes. I guess it's not as rare an occurrence as I thought. <laughs> This is just five minutes of us talking about <laughs> <laughs> and forgetting and then remembering. Yeah, I thought it was a really quick read. I wanted mm-hmm. to know what happened next. Mm-hmm. I was like very intrigued the whole time. Me too. And I loved the twist at the ending with Beverly. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. I really liked that. I really like the atmosphere too. Like I definitely yeah. felt like yeah. I was in a blizzard, yes. like with a mm-hmm. fire going. Yeah. Definitely put you into the story. It's mm-hmm. really good winter read. Definitely. One thing I found out, this is kind of like a random fact, but when I was trying to look up anything about this book in popular culture or anything like that, Sherry LaPena used to be a lawyer and then she was an English teacher. Oh! Which is really cool, which makes sense of why her attorney character, like, yeah. you know, fits with the book. And if you're an English teacher, you probably are pretty good at writing your own books, too. Yeah. But I just thought that was really cool. 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 So, overall, we recommend this book. Totally. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Read it. And I want to read it again. Me too. Yes. Maybe I'll make the game. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. For all our future murder or uh, murder mysteries, horror yeah. books. Yeah. Whoever, if you're planning on choosing a mystery book in 2020, please let me know. So <laughs> prepare the game. Yes. <laughs> I'll read the book prior to all of you guys so that I can <laughs> make it. <laughs> this would be like you know how they do those parties where you go and oh, like murder like, mystery like dinner parties. Yeah. This book could totally be like yeah. I don't know if they do it based on books, but they should. Yeah, if yeah. Hadn't read it or I don't know. Yeah. It could be like a good. There's a prerequisite for the book for the party. So I went to one. Of you those. must read this book before. Yeah. Oh, you've gone to one. It was like shifting. Like we were on a ship and we had to figure out like who was the murderer. But I feel like you could definitely do it for like a cabin in the woods and yeah, like, huh. right. It didn't have to be on a ship. 
That'd be fun. Yeah. So has anybody been reading any other good books lately? Yeah, I've been reading All the Light We Cannot See. Um, We Let Me Borrow That One. I really, really like it. I've just been on this World War II kick, basically for my (laughs) (laughs) But, um, yeah, I really like that one. So I've been trying to get through it and then let Joe borrow it when I'm done. Yes, I can't wait to read it. I did order that book, but I have not been able to pick it up yet just because I've been really busy, but... I'm hoping that with winter break coming up that I'm going to be able to read that one and maybe a few more. We'll see. <laughs> I just finished um, Kitchen Confidential by Anthony Bourdain, which is not normally the style of book that I would read. Um, but it was really, really good and really interesting, even for someone with like minimal interest in cooking and, and the whole world of restaurants. It, I really enjoyed it, so... That I would recommend that one. Um, I'm reading. Well, I'm always reading a lot of books currently that I've started like <laughs> months and months ago. But like actually, currently, I'm reading um, Ninth House by Lee Bardugo, which I've just read like all her books in the past mm. two months, and I really like them. Mm-hmm. And this is like her like adult. Well, she read um she read that Crooked Kingdom book. I think I mentioned. Last oh time. yeah. Um, this is like a an adult like horror book. Mm. Um, so I started that. And was, oh, I'm also reading King of Scars by her, and that's one of her like YA novels. And then I also started on um, Hoopla, Invisible Women: Database in a World Designed for Men, which is super oh. interesting. It's kind of like it makes you a little angry because you kind of don't realize some of the stuff that it like mentions. Um, but it's super interesting. Who's that by? The Invisible Women. Mm-hmm. Um, Caroline Criado Perez. I just pulled that up. It has a 4.46 rating. That's high. I am reading So You Want to Start a Podcast (laughs) by Kristen Meiser to try and get some tips because clearly none of us know how to really (laughs) broadcast this very amateur project. But speaking of the author, Kristen Meiser, she hosts a podcast with Jolenta Greenberg called By the Book which is another book-themed podcast that I would highly recommend. I love that podcast. Lynn and I have been listening to it. We heard of it from Unladylike, which is another podcast that we really like. (laughs) But they read, on by the book, they read self-help books. And they live by the book for two weeks, and then they critique it and say if they recommend it. But it's so, so good. And Kristen Meinzer is like a podcast extraordinaire, so... I've been getting some tips from her book, too. So every podcast we put out will hopefully be better than the next. Thanks to Lee's research with her book. Speaking of self-help, Marie, do you want to tell us about our genre for this time? Sure. So I chose self-help just because we're in December now and we're slowly approaching 2020, and I thought that self-help would be a great way to reflect about our own lives and think about how we can improve. So with the self-help, I also added in 2019, and I think this is my second time using 2019 as a genre (laughs) pick, but a lot of times for myself, I do choose high-rated books, and I do like to read some new books as well, so putting in that curve. Mm-hmm. And we did self help one other time, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. For book club recently, and we read presents, presents. Mm-hmm. and we 
Maybe that it one was mixed for me. Yeah, that yeah. was okay. Yeah, it as wasn't well the very power. like self help vibey. No. Mm-hmm. I really liked it, but it was a lot of like psychology research and less self help vibe. I thought. Yeah. 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 That's a good description. So I have a confession. The book that I'm picking is not a 2019 book. I'm really sorry. <laughs> but you had said, like, think of a newish. Yeah. And this one, it's not new, but, like, I had never heard of it before by the book. I heard of it from their podcast. But it was new, I think, to us because we never talked about this one before and it was, like, never a pick. So I hope that's okay. Yeah. Well, well, tell us it's what it is. Now I'm intrigued. So I'm intrigued. It's 2016, so it's not terribly old. But it's The Year of Yes by Shonda Rhimes. Oh. So it's, it has a 4.08 rating. On the By the Book podcast, when they lived by this one, they both, like, highly recommended it. And they typically are not in agreement on the books they read of if they both like them or not, like, they usually have some kind of qualm with the book they read, and for this one, they both, like, highly, highly enjoyed it and recommended it, so should I read the description? Yes. Yes. In this poignant, hilarious, and deeply intimate call to arms, Hollywood's most powerful woman, the mega-talented creator of Grey's Anatomy and Scandal, and executive producer of How to Get Away with Murder and Catch, reveals how saying yes changed her life, and how it can change yours, too. With three hit shows on television and three children at home, Shonda Rhimes had lots of good reasons to say no when invitations arrived. Hollywood party? No. Speaking engagement? No. Media appearances? No. And to an introvert like Shonda, hard connection here for men, (laughs) who describes herself as hugging the walls at social events and experiencing panic attacks before press interviews, there was a particular benefit to saying no. Nothing new to fear. Then came Thanksgiving 2013, when Shonda's sister, Dolores, muttered six little words at her. You never say yes to anything. Profound, impassioned, and laugh-out-loud funny, in Year of Yes, Shonda Rhimes reveals how saying yes changed and saved her life, and inspires readers everywhere to change their own lives with one little word, yes. That's interesting. Okay. I'm excited to read this. Me too. And I, I didn't notice, though, on By the Book. At least in their interpretation, some of what they were saying yes to was saying no. <laughs> like say yes to yourself. So, yeah. Or... So I don't know. If, <laughs> I don't know if that's like really what she talks about. But because like reading this description, I'm like, oh, that's scary. Like I don't want to yeah. say yes to everything. So yeah. I'm, I am interested to read it and to see like what she really yes. says. And from like the description and everything I've heard about it. It seems as though whether you take the advice or not, it's still just like a really entertaining book. Like yeah. it's kind of more like a self-help and sort of a memoir of Shonda of Shonda Rhimes. So. Oh, great! Yeah. So mine also is not required. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh no! <laughs> it's twenty eighteen. It's better than 2016. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. I'm pretty sure I also picked it for our last time we did self-help, and it just didn't get picked. That's okay. I never read it, and I'm still interested in it. So it's called Give a Shit, but if you're looking it up on Goodreads, shit has an asterisk instead of an I, so it won't come up if you just put it in with an I, but it's called Give a Shit. Do Good, Live Better, Save the Planet by Ashley Piper. Oh, I, I heard this one, one too. Oh. Yeah. I had a um, from last time. Yep. 
the description says, The time for stepping up and protecting our planet is now, and this book is an easy, enjoyable place to start. It's time to put your good intentions into action. It's time to give a shit about your health, your footprint, and your planet. Give a shit guides you through the transition to a kinder, healthier, more conscious, and sustainable life like no book has done before. With a humorous and non-judgmental tone, savvy, eco-friendly lifestyle expert Ashley Piper walks you through easy but impactful shifts anyone can make to live and be better every damn day. In your home, room-by-room guidance and tactics for a chic, affordable, sustainable living space, no matter where or how you live. In the kitchen, 20-plus unfussy, quick, and delicious plant-based recipes for every life occasion. Um, blah, blah, blah. This is kind of long. <laughs> um, in your closet, advice for building a polished, ethical wardrobe in a world of fast fashion. In the mirror, beauty and grooming tips and DIY products that are safer, natural, cruelty-free. Um, in the wild, how to maintain your values at work, in your social life, and when abroad. Give a Shit isn't a manual of restrictions. It's a practical handbook that meets you where you are and finally harmonizes doing good with living well. I feel like I need this one. (laughs) I've been, like, really trying to live, like, more sustainably and, like, cut down on my carbon footprint. So I thought that this book sounded interesting. Yeah. I want to hear what kind of tips she has. Super relevant. Considering yeah, yes. like our planet is going to shit right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my pick is Unladylike: A Field Yay. Guide to Smashing the Patriarchy and Claiming Your Space by Christian Conger, Caroline Irvin, and Tyler uh, Fetter, the illustrator. I've had this book for ever since it came out, just waiting to read it. So I'm Me super excited. You guys kept adding it to Goodreads, and I was like, "What is this?" <laughs> okay, so this says. Combining the feminist issue slant of lean in and bad feminists with the humor and relatability of why not me and adulting, Unladylike is a social justice self-help guide to how to be a feminist and an informed strong woman in today's world. Unladylike explains the history and larger political context of the issues that face women in our patriarchal culture, such as the wage gap, white versus intersectional feminism, gendered beauty standards, body image, and rape culture and offers prescriptive, practical advice for how to handle the personal implications of being a feminist today. Drawing upon examples from her story and the best of contemporary feminist theory, Unladylike provides guidance for how to live a woke, feminist life and addresses the feminist questions women grapple with in their daily lives. How can I live my politics? How should I handle dating and sex? How do I support and not compete with my female friends? Are these high heels feminists? Should I change my name if I get married? How do I deal with money? How can I get over my imposter syndrome? Unladylike answers all of these questions and more, empowering women and readying the world for a female future. Yay! Yay. <laughs> I kind of, like, want to change my pick. <laughs> I, I mean, you're allowed. Too. That was actually my pick. Oh, oh really? is it really? Yeah. Yeah. yeah! I almost picked this one, too, and then That's I did it. So if you want to change your book, too, then it's half and half. Although I want to read yours, too. I do, too. I want to read both. Yeah. I want to read all of these. Okay, so mine is from 2019, but question mark on is it self-help or maybe more self-reflective? That's fine, too. That counts. So mine is called Am I Overthinking This? Which the answer is yes already. 
Ed Baker's ending it. Okay, yeah. Um, it's by Michelle Rial. I like the cover. I do too, yeah. yeah. Okay, so the description says, am I overthinking this? Probably. <laughs> this is a book of questions with answers, over answers, and many charts. Did I screw up? How do I achieve work-life balance? Am I eating too much cheese? Do <laughs> yes. I have too many plants? <laughs> yes. Like a conversation with your non-judgmental best friend, Michelle Real delivers a playful take on the little dilemmas that loom large in the mind of every adult through artful charts and funny, insightful questions. Building on her popular Instagram account, Am I Overthinking This, brings whimsical charm to topics big and small, offers solidarity for the stressed, answers for the confused, and a good laugh for all. And then it talks about her a little more. Um, And it's more of like a picture book, I think, than actual reading book like I think oh. there's words but there's it's a lot of like the charts oh, and new. pictures and stuff too oh, so this is a different sort of book than oh, what we normally do but I've, I've never I even heard it. of this I know. this is awesome I just followed her same I, I followed her I, I followed her earlier today and but yeah I think it sounds cool yeah I like it I want to read all of these I unfortunately uh, had to get a new deciding app and I had it all set up and then it was asleep for too long and restarted so oh, <laughs> I have to type oh, I have to get us going yeah. again um I just want to say that Unladylike was published in 2018 what's that oh, I thought it was oh, I'm the only read. one with <laughs> an option from 2019. I just put on the published date and it says Yeah, like I see it. It came up when I said 2019. So oh, it's cool. all it's of like you guys. Yeah, it's not my fault. I'm obviously fine with it. I mean, that's still new. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I had like four other books that were in 2019. Um, what were the other ones you were thinking of? I, I had a few other ones too that I was maybe thinking yeah. about. I was looking at The Moment of Lift by Melinda Gates. That one's about how empowering women change the world. And then Grit, The Power of Passion and Perseverance, Big Magic, Creative Oh, Big Magic. I've heard good things about that. Yeah, they were all highly rated, but then the descriptions weren't selling me. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't know if I'm going to like this book. Sometimes I felt like a lot of them had really lame covers and that really offended me. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, I don't want to look at this on my coffee table. I had a hard time picking just because some of them I just wasn't agreeing with or I didn't like it or I felt I was getting annoyed by them already or mm-hmm. multiple reasons. Mm-hmm. Also, sometimes, I'm sorry, if mm-hmm. it was by like a guy, not that I don't yeah. like guy writing, at all, but just I feel like if it's a woman, they already have like something I can relate to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't want to read self help from like a white old no. white guy because <laughs> most self help is targeted towards females, and to me, it's just like the patriarchy once again yeah. trying to like screw women into paying these men all this money for men to tell you what to do. Yeah. Like, no thanks. <laughs> like, I just feel like it's not valid coming from a white guy because no. you're privileged. Has like allowed you to succeed, and your advice is not going to be relevant to like marginalized exactly. people. Yeah, like mm-hmm. your starting point was already so much higher yeah. than a lot mm-hmm. of people. And I liked that you said to do new-ish right. books because a lot of the ones that are really popular, like I think Big Magic or maybe some of the ones like that, 
are older, but they have really good reviews, Mm -hmm. but it's because, like, that generation bought into that whole, Mm -hmm. like, whatever you call it, system. Yeah. Of, like, you know, women being subservient and, like, doing what white men tell you to and blah, blah, blah. So Mm -hmm. I I much prefer the ones that are, like, newer Mm -hmm. and more relevant and modern for mm-hmm. sure and i do feel that the books that do have the high ratings they have high ratings for a reason mm-hmm. you know they've been out for a while they've been able to get reviews from a lot of different people and those books might not well i i just want to expose myself to new books that are coming out about mm-hmm. cer- various mm-hmm. topics okay author. i'm ready yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> okay so are we ready? You, you always <laughs> say that. <laughs> okay, here we go. It's going. Oh, it stops on its own? Oh. Yeah, I know. Oh, it's it please. <laughs> she didn't want it. My <laughs> last one, too. <laughs> okay, should we re spin? I mean, I thought the synopsis was, like, very interesting. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's, it's been just, on my to-read list. It's just so much pressure. <laughs> Why is it so much pressure? I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if everyone hates like it, it, I feel responsible. And then I was reminded that I've had Unladylike sitting mm-hmm. on my desk for, like, over a year. And I was reminded of how much I want to read that. <laughs> but that's okay. I'll read it after. Yeah, you can story yeah, it. Yeah, I think that one's, like, probably a quick read, because that one also has a lot of illustrations mm-hmm. and stuff in it. Oh, so cool. So we'll probably read both. Yeah, that's time. true. Yeah, this one's only 304 pages, so that's not that bad. Especially for us teachers and school employees with the mm-hmm. rate coming up, we'll probably be able to knock out a lot of books. That's and true. Lauren, even though you don't work in schools, you are always knocking out a lot of books. So uh, sometimes I go in yes. like binge sessions where I just read and read and read, and then I don't touch a book for like two weeks. So listeners, have you read An Unwanted Guest? What did you think about it? If you want to chat about it, please do so on our Drink a Book Pod Instagram, or feel free to email us at our Drink a Book Pod at Gmail with any suggestions on what we should read next. Also, if you have cats, please tag us on Instagram. We would absolutely love it. Um, dogs are also acceptable. And don't forget to follow us on Goodreads at Drink a Book Pod. So overall, we definitely liked An Unwanted Guest. And for next time, read Give a Shit and you'll hear from us about what we thought. Here's to another book club. Cheers! Cheers. Cheers.